Welcome to Education Honestly. I'm Claire. Serene, chill, relax, calm. I'm Shanna. What are you doing, Shanna? <laughs> well, I'm like totally working towards having a calm classroom this year. Where's that coming from? Well, don't you want to live in a calm place and space all the time? Yeah, I, I wanted to be calm. I also wanted to be confident. Well, yeah, clearly that's, I want a place that's calm because it creates a peaceful effect. And I want to be confident because I want that for my students and to be in an environment that's like that. And to feel like that, for them to feel like that, I need to be like that. That's my theory. Yeah, I guess, you know, in, in, in this going back to school after being, you know, months and months off, uh, yeah, I think it's really important that we as leaders in our communities are calm and confident so that we can be our pillars, our, our, oh, our standing stones for our community members. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Our students have gone through an extended absence from school, like extremely extended absence. And I'm sure that their social skills are, well, I know their social skills are lacking or perhaps hibernating. Yeah, <laughs> a good word. Love that word, hibernating, you're right. Yeah, it, I mean, they're there. We just need to bring them up to, instead of spring, we're bringing them up to fall. Yeah, I know my, I was speaking with my sister and she was saying that my nephews uh, had gone to uh, a day camp and they came back the first day and it, she, she was saying that all the parents were talking about that it was a rough, first day so mm -hmm. I mean as teachers in general we know that September is usually uh, one of the rougher months for you know social emotional issues absolutely and as kids get back to you know routine and structure you know it's it's definitely a typical thing yeah but uh, I think this year is gonna be another level not a challenge but it's just gonna be reevaluating our technique and how to Unhibernate un is not a word. I'm going to use the word adapt. Adapt. Ooh. I think it's going to be a lot about adapting. Yep. How, how we adapt as educators, how our students adapt, how our parents adapt. Yeah, I definitely see the first month as adapt. And isn't that such a nice positive way to come at it? Oh, I mean, that's a requirement because if you go in with kind of an edginess to you, then that edginess transfers to those around you. You know, I want to be as self-regulated as I possibly can, calm, so that I can clear that out to, I not clear that out, I can share that with those around me. Hmm. Uh, I want to have clear expectations. You know, you may have gotten away with hitting your little brother at home, but that's like, no <laughs> You're talking about your kids there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, maybe. And then if I'm going to really talk about my kids, that your bigger brother as well and your larger brother is that, and you know, on and so on and so forth. Um, they're going to need something I really, really, really miss. Structure. Oh yeah. And routine, high structure and routine. Oh my God. But you know what? Not just because they need it, but because also, this is funny. They're going to need it. They're <laughs> going to need it in two cents. They're going to need it from that, a social emotional learning point of view. Um, but they're also going to need it because, um, we're just going to have new protocols in place. Absolutely. And I haven't seen you in six months. You're still my friend. Like, oh my gosh, never thought about that. Are so you still my friend, Jana? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Had to think about that for a sec. But they're going to need new, like, there's going to be a new different types of acceptance. There's, you just, it's just going to be different. And doesn't matter why we were away, we were. It's not just summer. We're going to have to come back and reestablish everything. 
You know what though, this is really gonna show is how as educators, we are resilient. <laughs> are we ever? We always figure it out. No matter what gets thrown at us, we always figure it out. Teaching and resilience, educators and resilience, hand in hand. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when are we not, well, we've gone from, I don't know how many teaching styles in the last six months, let alone Oh my gosh, years. yeah. Yeah. We've got this. We've totally got this. And we're so lucky to have community of other educators to help us with this. Well, and, and, and when you mentioned that, I think about, you know, how we might have to adjust practices and, you know, we know what good pedagogy is and Absolutely. isn't. And it was funny because I was actually talking with a colleague today and I actually, I made the joke. Well, you know, some of the teaching that we might have to do might have to go back to like the 1960s, 1970s desks in rows. Which is not ideal. No, it's not ideal, but it's required at the moment. moment. And so those type of practices that we know that do not foster teamwork and collegiality and brainstorming and all those wonderful 21st century learning skills they're, they physically look like they're going by the wayside due to the need to distance. But how are we going to up our game? And that's, and this is it. And that's why we're resilient. And that's why we adapt. And I know myself, I don't even know if I could figure it out right now. I think I really need to be in front of the students, yeah. working with the students because their solutions for how to interact with each other will come from themselves. No, absolutely. I mean, kids want to be social. Yes. They want to hang out with each other. They want to work together. They will tell us, they will be our guide. Yes. And I think a lot of times we forget as adults because we're so protective of kids and we love them so much, but we forget they're actually a lot more resilient than we, the adults, actually are. So we're going to let them be our teachers as well. Yeah, great point. I love that point. Well, I mean, it's a community in so many senses, right? Well, and, and that makes me think about like, you know, if we work backwards, like, because I know you and I, when we were talking about like school norms and grade norms and then classroom norms, but I almost see it almost as reversed now that we're talking about it actually, mm -hmm. that the classroom norms could then, I mean, as teachers, we could always plan for the bigger picture, oh. but let then let the classroom norms that you develop as a group. Yes allow for grade norms so then all you know maybe teachers and some students coming together to establish grade norms and then from that working backwards to establish school norms yeah and then maybe even having some of our older responsible students working with kids at a safe distance yes absolutely to help model that because this is going to be new for everybody yeah well and we're lucky to be able to use that sort of community because as the teacher i'm not cool because i'm too old but that sixth grader is so cool it's to the true. fourth grader I'm, i forgot to tell you i'm ancient you're ancient yes that's I've, I've, i was called ancient once oh. and i and i've just clung to it Oh yeah, well, I, I apparently can hang in a museum. So whoa, you know, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So um, yeah. How was uh, how was going into the classroom and moving things around today? Actually, a breath of fresh air. Here's really? why. Really, really why? I decluttered and rethought things in a way I actually I, I found the time at home got my mojo on that going, and it's just I've had so much 
processing ability. And I took like four shelving units out of my classroom. I actually had somebody come by to me going, what are you doing? Wait, wait, go, wait, 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 go back. You took four shelving units. Goodbye. Out? Out. Normally everybody's bringing in shelving units. You know what? I wanted to look at my classroom from a lot of different ways and less was more. Oh, I'm a big believer of less is more. And I've been thinking about it for a while, but like less was more in a lot of ways. I found the potential to do more in my classroom with physical space. And in our current climate, um, I wanted something that was easy to clean. Yeah. So I started rejigging how we do things. I have a lot of these little small um, things that you, Ikea used to sell where you, they're on wheels, but I can put different activities in them. Oh, like the, like the rolly carts with Not the drawers? Not even the rolly cart. Oh. Like you, you could use them as bookshops. They, this is ancient technology <laughs> for an ancient woman, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, I like it cause I can do an activity out with my students. I can clean it as needed and I can turn it around and sort of give it that time as needed. And it allows all the things for me to be able to provide a safe environment and not worry, which enhances my calm. But for our listeners who who are out there and can't see Shanna, which I can, what I noticed is that you just lit up when you talked about decluttering. Was it like freeing? Was it, who's that, who's that decluttering expert? What's her name? Marie, Marie. Is, it Marie, is it Marie Kondo? She finds joy in things, but she definitely ends up recoloring. Yeah, I don't know who it is. My bookshelf did not give me joy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you've, you've watched me declutter quite a few times. Yes. Like, and, and you're right. It, there's a very liberating thing. And, you know, let's be honest. Okay. Everybody just, I know you're all, everybody out there listening is going to say that's not me, but let's all admit it. We have stuff to go. Right. 98% of us are hoarders. We are <laughs> teacher hoarders of teacher stuff. Yes. Our houses might be empty, but when it comes to teaching resources and tools, we're hoarders. Yes, we are. <laughs> so that decluttering is probably really therapeutic. Yeah. Too. And I looked at some resources and went, um, there isn't a teen after this 2000. Goodbye. Well, yeah. And, you know, think about like old furniture, carpets, anything. Bye-bye. Yeah. And then hopefully get some new in the next few years. No, absolutely. And just, but also having less makes me be more innovative. And that gets me more excited to, for possibilities. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of innovation. Yes. I was uh, walking down the street and there's a dance studio near me and outside the dance studio, the, I guess the instructor had put hula hoops and had the children going into the dance studio, put their bags and their stuff in the hula hoops outside. Ooh, that's very, very clever. I thought that was clever too, because I was even just thinking, even in a classroom, if you wanted to do circle time or whatever, and you needed to readjust it. Yeah. Um, if you know, with masks on and whatever, yeah. but you could use the hula hoops as a way to space everyone out. Cause I know I do that in the gym Yeah. when I'm working with uh, my kinders or my ones or my twos. And I really want them to get out into the gym space. Yeah. Evenly I'll use the hula hoops. But I, when I saw it the other day, I was just like, that's brilliant. Yeah. And we're, that, that innovation is I, it's just going to come and it's going to be brilliant and it's going to work out. You know what? And I'm going to add to that. We said we were talking earlier about teachers being resilient. Oh my They're goodness. also innovative. No, you're absolutely right. They're totally innovative. And we are going to embrace this. Absolutely. I think, um, I think this is a real 
opportunity for everyone to see how amazing educators are, how mm -hmm. on the ball thinking we are, how to out of the box thinking. Yes, I know there we can get curmudgeon and get stuck in our way sometimes, but for the most part, when we're in front of those kids, people's faces glow, they shine, they think creatively. It's so wonderful. And this is the best part about working in a school and, and walking around and, you know, popping in on a prep to a colleague and watching them engaging with kids. Mm -hmm. You see how truly amazing yeah. they all are. And everybody takes their engagement and their challenge of change at their own pace. Oh, true. I mean, and we can't be judgmental I mean, to anybody else on that. I, I mean, I can't imagine how many uh, colleagues in your school were shocked that you were uh, throwing out for, or get, I, didn't, I, didn't, I put words I did in your not mouth, throw them out. out, right? We put them in a storage. Yeah. I, I actually offered them up for sharing. Yeah. Because sharing is part of being an educator. That is true. That is very true. But, but all this creates much more calm for me but I guess for some that might be like why would you give that up but for me I'm going well paper I need to get rid of a lot of paper old toys old whatever and the other thing of being in the post well not post-covid uh covid existence is we are looking at the types of activities that we have in our classroom and what may or may not be safe and then I'm looking at things going this can be safe I don't really need these we don't need this let's just you know it, it just it has forced me to look at the world differently and I want to embrace that. I really want to I take that so. and go with it. And I think for myself, uh, also not just having the, the decluttering what's there, but really being very strategic about what's on my walls and when it's on my walls. So if I'm done with something, it doesn't need to live up there the whole year. It goes up and when we're done with it, it goes down. Those anchor charts, those pictures, those yep. whatever, they don't need to live up there the oh, whole time. Oh gosh, no, not at all. And I think all. that will create, and we started, you know, talking about creating that calm and confident environment. I think that decluttering theme this year will help create that calm and confidence that we're all looking for. Yeah, and I mean, I want student voice, so let's start with student voice. All right, is there anything else that I can think of in our mastery? Well, um, I don't know. I guess it's that opportunity. It, you know, this is an opportunity to also to focus on social emotional learning, yeah. um, about being calm, about establishing norms. Use the tools that you have to create a calm, relaxed environment for yourself, for your students, for your coworkers. And creating more opportunities to laugh. Mm -hmm. and have fun yes no absolutely absolutely yeah. i think that's what i'm going to think about tonight is more ways i can create laughter and fun yeah. in the classroom yeah and and once that's there it it fills everybody up. it does it fills it does. your bucket all right so thank you so much for joining us tonight uh, or today or the afternoon or the middle of the night Please wherever you are <laughs> so thanks for joining us on education honestly remember to subscribe please leave a comment or any um well, i don't know just you can tell us how awesome we are if you really want to you can be found on instagram at at education honestly and we can also be found on the facebook group or name or page or you know fit you know that's Playful Facebook of the same name. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you next time. Until next time.